Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. MLB Network's lead anchor, a native of St. Louis and a product of the Lindenwood University, Greg Amsinger, joins us on this glorious Friday morning. Good morning, Mr. Amsinger. How you doing? Wow, difference a week makes. It's a glorious morning. Oh, sunshine lollipops, baby. <laughs> I mean, man, I, 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 uh, I literally asked for someone to send me a Wilson Contreras jersey last night on the air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I, I you'll did. get it. You'll get it. I think I will. I, I know a few people, but um, I, I just I, I don't know how many times I can remind my St. Louis friends who I text with incessantly when I'm on the set. Um, and Randy, you're one of them. That it, it's okay that all 30 teams of every season of every single um, amazing world championship team they've all had a stretch of two to three weeks of this marathon that is a baseball season where they are one of the worst teams in baseball. What I, not, not overall, but for two to three weeks every year, every great team has a stretch where they play as poorly as the worst team in baseball. I believe the Cardinals got that out of the way to start the year. And it happens to every team, and it looks good now. And get back to being a normal St. Louis baseball fan. The sky is not falling. Wilson Contreras can catch he's a better hitter than Yachty ever was and the Cardinals are good and it's a great thing it's a great you're right Randy it's a glorious morning Greg one of those players that is playing really well is Nolan Gorman uh not only at the plate but showing some some really good play in the field as well what have you seen the progression that he's made from last year to this year it is amazing to watch a young man who's 23 years old swing his way out of being platooned out of having no position to play, where you can clearly see he should be playing third base. I mean, that catch he made over the shoulder, shallow left field down the line was awesome last night. Uh, Look, he he doesn't get to start up until recently against left-handed starting pitchers. In Fenway, he comes off the bench, it's a home run against Kenley. In Fenway, the next night, he comes off the bench and hits a two-run double. Uh, And then all of a sudden, Julio Arias, who led the National League in ERA last year, gets a start last night, Nolan Gorman's in the starting lineup. He swung his way out of being platooned, and that is really a credit to him. At the age of 23, to be that good, to do that at this level, to not get consistent at bats, and then when you were getting consistent at bats, the front office says Wilson Contreras is going to be our full-time DH, and good luck Nolan Gorman playing when you got Brendan Donovan and Tommy Edmond and Paul DeYoung is back and all these guys. It is incredible with the shuffling of the deck, if you will, that the Cardinals have had, that Nolan Gorman has been able to prove himself as an everyday player. Because that's what he is. Playing every day. I don't care what glove you give him. Someone else has to sit down. Not Nolan Gorman. He's right now 
the best hitter on the team. And that's with two MVP finalists last year, including the NL MVP. That is how great he's playing. And another gigantic weapon for the Cardinals as they mow down the NL Central, which is what they're going to do. Well, and also you were talking about Wilson Contreras too earlier. Can you just speak to the energy that he is bringing to this group right now? We were talking about it's like watching a big kid out there just having fun, and you can tell his teammates enjoy it too. You know, it's funny. I, years ago on the show, I had a conversation with Randy, and, uh, and I said the Cardinals are always a talented team. But the problem is they're all a bunch of a bunch of and it's, it's, I hate saying this, but it's a bunch of guys that you hope your sister dates. You know what I mean? Like the, they, they, they're all they're all a bunch of like you know Eagle Scouts, right? And 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 that what's the problem with that? They're all really respectful, show up every day on time, card away. But you need that guy that wants to fight the other team, you know. And Yachty had that in him, and it was an overlooked attribute. It just was when, when Brandon Phillips, you know, walks up and acts like everything's okay and taps your shin guards. No, it not everything's not okay. Don't do that to me, right? And then all hell broke loose years ago against the Reds. I, that is what Wilson Contreras brings, and that's what the Cardinals needed. And, and it, he is he is that at a very high level. It becomes abrasive at first. Last night was our showcase game, so on the network, because of these silly blackout rules that are eventually going away, I promise. I say that every year, but we are getting closer and closer to no blackouts. Um, we had Bob Costas in the booth with Tom Berducci, and John Morosi was down on the field, and he interviewed Wilson Contreras after the game. And I was on the set in studio. We threw this interview live. It was me, Dan Plisak, Pedro Martinez. It was one of the most charismatic, likable interviews. And, and John Morosi's always like that way, but it was because of Wilson Contreras' answers. He was... So um, out in the open, uh, basically admitted that he wasn't perfect. He didn't make a few mistakes. Uh, he prayed about it. Um, but he, he's really thankful for the front office to still believe in him to get behind the plate. He's grateful. This, this is a very special young man. And, you know, I, I, the ultimate example of what I'm talking about is my colleague, Pedro Martinez, who I believe is the most lovable badass in baseball history. <laughs> you meet him, you love him, he giggles, he dances. He's so cute. He's amazing, right? He smells great. He smells great. But if you call timeout in the batter's box, you're wearing 98 miles an hour on the rim. <laughs> and, and, and Wilson Contreras is an example of that. And you need that. Every great team needs that. And Wilson's bringing it. Craig, that was a great uh, part of your segment with Pedro last night, WWPD. And not only <laughs> that, but the, the, the way that he, he threw it, guys. But I loved his reaction to Justin Verlander getting booed off the mound. Yes, right? I, I Look, I mean, he... He basically said, remember it. Don't forget it. He got booed off a mound one time. It was in Boston. And it was the only time he was ever booed by a home Pedro Martinez. And he remembered it vividly. And he told that story last night. I had no idea. I, I came over this segment because you know, what, what, he's, our, he's our Charles Barkley. Let's just be honest. Pedro <laughs> Martinez. When you have so much money in a bank account, you can walk away from TV and not care, right? That's what Charles Barkley has, too. And that gives you the opportunity to say whatever you want. And you don't care. There's no filter. So what would Pedro do is an exciting segment because he's going to say something like this. He's going to say, Oh, if if I saw Aaron Judge peeking, I'd drill him. <laughs> okay. But he actually got like sensitive in that in that moment when Verlander got booed off the mound. He's like, Look, you're not good enough. 
the fans in, in, in New York will remind you of that. But he did kind of give it to Met fans. Again, he knows Met fans well that it's so early. Future Hall of Famer booing isn't going to make anything better. So I appreciate that comment as well. Greg, we had a fun game yesterday on the show. And here we are in the sports industry. And we're not just completely immersed like you are. So we had a little game for Brooke and Carrie and Matthew called Ray or Nay. And I would give names of Major League Baseball players, and these guys had to answer whether or not they were a member of the Tampa Bay Rays or or another team. Are, are, is, it, is it Ray or Nay? And they might have gotten, well, no, it was less than 50%. Uh, how did, who's responsible for Tampa Bay having the best record in baseball despite the fact that they have a bunch of players that nobody knows who they are? Great players players, by the way, that nobody knows who they are. Well, that's about to change because in Seattle, the Midsummer Classic, about half the American League starting lineup, if it's based on performance, will be Tampa Bay Rays. Mm-hmm. And that is funny to me because I vividly remember the last time Seattle hosted an All-Star game. It was 2001. The leadoff guy in the American League was Ichiro Suzuki. Batting cleanup was Brett Boone. Batting fifth was John Olerud. Batting seventh, Edgar Martinez. Four Mariners. And you can clearly see that I'm on the spectrum because I just told you the starting lineup in 2001 <laughs> American League All-Star game. Um, but anyway, you're going to see that from the Tampa Bay Rays. Matter of fact, I don't know if the Seattle Mariners will have a position player starting the All-Star game. No one's hitting for them right now. Uh, but this is a team, the roadmap was designed by Andrew Friedman, who, of course, left for a lot of money to go to the Los Angeles Dodgers. And they kept the roadmap. Eric Neander's brilliant. I get it. Hired by Andrew Friedman. Everybody has been assembled by him. Uh, I will say that Kevin Cash is the perfect lieutenant in the dugout. I would rank him number one of all managers right now. If all 30 managers were free agents, I think he'd be the first one signed by an expansion team. That's how good he is. But as, as funny as, as it is that no one knows who these guys are, they're not operating normally, the Tampa Bay Rays. They've got guys that are not going anywhere. They're not being platooned. It's a more conventional approach to winning. And that's why they're 20 games over 500 and we're like mid-May, which is ridiculous. This kid, Josh Lowe, six foot four outfielder, he's a stud. He's not going anywhere. He's going to be in the all-star game. Brandon Lau is going to hit 35 home runs playing second base. He might hit 222, but 35 home runs at second base is pretty impressive. Randy Rosarena is going to be the starting left fielder next to Mike Trout and Aaron Judge in the outfield for the American League. He's going to be an MVP candidate. That's how good he is. Yanni Diaz, when he comes back, he's on pace at 47 bombs. Last year, he hit nine. I mean, it's incredible what Yanni Diaz is doing. He'll be in the All-Star game. Wander Franco is the second-best shortstop in the American League behind Bo Bichette. He's going to be in the All-Star game. This is what the Rays are. And, oh, by the way, I think Shane McClanahan's going to start the All-Star game if it's not Shoei Otani. So the Tampa Bay Rays are loaded with All-Stars. It's not the mix-and-match platoon guys, and we're going to systematically – figure it out every night. They've got they've got dudes now, and, and I think they're the best team in baseball. Greg, I, you were talking about uh, getting booed in, in Verlander. I, did you see Tim Anderson getting booed, and he looked like he mouthed, I hate this place. Did you see that the other day? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. He needs to call Alec Bohm and immediately <laughs> – Immediately uh, get T-shirts made and, and monetize <laughs> this moment. I feel like he um, should. Look, he has the right. He they have had two winning seasons in his eight years there. He he has the right to feel that way. No, I completely agree with you. And and and, and to that point, Kerry, he, he's been messed with a lot. He's not the normal baseball player. He's a throwback. He's up there to swing. He, he, he's his all base percentage is never good enough. 
according to front offices. But he's won batting titles. He hits over 300. You saw the impact he made in a must-win series at the World Baseball Classic where Mark DeRosa immediately realized that all these guys that take pitches, well, when you're facing some of the best pitchers in the world, guess what they do? They throw strikes. So it's not, it's not helping you to not swing the bats. Tim Anderson played every day. He's playing every day. He moved to second base for the for Team USA. He's, he's a great player. Uh, he's a moody player. I'll say that. Um, and, and the mojo for the Chicago White Sox is not good. And I feel like we need to send a get back to get Tony La Russa because what we realized, it's not his fault. <laughs> it's not Tony no. La Russa's fault. And I think they're about to completely dismantle that Chicago White Sox roster. Hey, Greg, one, uh, a couple more quick things. Number one, it appears now that the A's are definitely on their way to Vegas. And the A's in, in Oakland, and granted, this they've been in Philly, they've been in Kansas City, they've been in Oakland, now they're headed to Vegas. So they, they've kind of been a... Uh, a, a, a mercenary a group. Team. Yeah, nomad team, totally. But the history in Oakland is pretty special. It is a bummer that Oakland couldn't come up with a way, to, and I put this all on Oakland, by the way, but it's a bummer that Oakland couldn't find a way to keep that franchise. Yeah, I know. I mean, people uh, kind of, it reminds me of Montreal where a ballpark brands the existence. You know, Olympic Stadium was a dump, but that city of Montreal is glorious. I'll use that word again. It is amazing to go to Montreal, one of my favorite cities on the planet. And, and the fan base there, they love sports. But it was branded by a bad ballpark. That's so silly that that's the way we remember Montreal. And Oakland is exactly the same way. The Coliseum is an absolute dump. It's falling apart. You talk about the sewage that comes back up uh, through the drains, and it's terrible. And I get it. But it shouldn't define the fans that are addicted to their sport. I got a chance um, to voice over a Dennis Eckersley documentary, and then I hosted a like a private party for Oakland A's fans. And it was in a theater, and it had like 2,000 people in it. And it was me and Dennis Eckersley. And I, when, I, when I recite these things, like I pinch myself. I can't believe I've done certain things like this, but I – and it's me and Dennis Eckersley, and we're interacting with Oakland A's fans. And it, it was the closest thing that I saw. And I, I truly thought this way when I was up on the stage. The look in the Oakland A's fans' eyes at him and the questions that were so detailed. Like, I remember this game. I was at this game in 1989, and you had a full count on, uh, you know, on, on Mike Greenwell. And I'm listening to all this, and I'm like, these fans are the closest thing to Cardinal fans I've ever seen. I never thought I would say that. But they really, truly, the people that went to Oakland A's games were as dialed into the sport as any other fan you'll ever see. So, yeah, it is, it's a bittersweet thing because while I, I'm sad for those Oakland A's fans, it is a complete embarrassment for the sport of baseball to have a structure that looks like that with no one in the stands. Baseball is a first-class sport, and we need all of our venues to be high-end. And that's what we're going to get in Vegas. And last thing, last time we talked to you, you were talking about being able to walk over to play golf. Have you you got that setup going yet? I do. I do. There's a hole. There's a hole in the fence that divides the property. And this is ridiculous, but (laughs) that divides the property of the hotel and the pool area of my country club. And it says no trespassing. But here you see Greg Amsinger with my cheesy golf clothes on and my really pasty, bad, skinny legs carrying my golf bag as I walk through a fence. I'm like, and there's like high grass, and I'm walking through the parking lot, and I cross through the fence, and there'll be these like, you know, these people playing paddle, and they're like looking at me going, 
Should we call security? <laughs> what is this guy doing? But I'm hell bent on walking through because I want to enjoy the fact that this situation is as unfortunate as it is. It's nearly your field of dreams of golf. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, you know, please, I hope they don't call security on me because I want to continue to walk. I want to walk from my hotel to my first tee box. And it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. You're the man. Hey, have a great weekend. Thanks so much for the time. We'll talk to you soon. We appreciate it and take care. All right, guys, go Cardinals. <laughs> Says Greg Amzinger, lead anchor of MLB Network. <laughs> the, the very uh, objective Greg Amzinger Indeed. joining us on 101 Indeed. ESPN. we got to get him a Contreras jersey, right? Yeah, yeah, that's good. If the Cardinals have not done that, do it. Get to Greg a Contreras jersey to wear on the air on MLB Network.